And away we go. It's the Topics Worthy of Discussion panel every weekday afternoon here on The Oakley Show at this time. Joining us, the Wednesday panelist, Dan Moulton, consultant at Crestview Strategy. That's a public affairs agency, a former advisor in the McGinty and Wynn governments. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. How about you? Good. Thanks Good. for coming in. Uh, Anthony Fury's with us, Sun Post Media columnist and national comment editor. How's Anthony? Always great to be here. Yeah, good to have you here. And Peter Tabbins is back with us, the MPP for Toronto Danforth and the NDP's energy and climate change critic. Peter, long time no see. It's true, John. So good to be back. All right. Well, I thought you were going to say absence makes our heart grow fonder. And no, I wasn't. Dribble. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. We, we missed you. <laughs> All right. So you were in the legislature today, weren't you? I was indeed. Okay. Well, the good news came down from the Labor Minister, Laurie Scott. They're the freezing... Well, hang on. Let me find out. It seems to me uh, we had Rocco Rossi on last hour, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, and he was heralding this as a great day because the government's decided to freeze a minimum wage of 14 bucks an hour and also reduce WSIB premiums for employers by 30 uh, percent, a pro-small business agenda, to say the least. Uh and do you uh, see that there's a problem here, Peter? I mean, is this... Uh, well, no. <laughs> is that a trick question, John? Yeah, of well, course I think there's a problem why? here. I think for working people who are high, finding it very difficult to get along in this province right now, the idea that they're not going to get the increase to 15 bucks an hour, the people living on minimum wage, is going to mean much tougher lives. And frankly, the cut in the WSIB premiums, the reason that there's any money in that fund right now is because... The people who've been injured have been given a very raw deal. I have a lot of constituents who are on WSIB and just barely eking out existence. People should not be treated the way they are on WSIB. And this cut just says to everybody, no, your life is going to be miserable. The fact that you're injured at work, that you can't work now, too bad, so sad, it's going to be pretty grim for you. So what you're basically saying is the government, by uh, reducing the premiums by 30%, are uh, really exploiting the injured folk to give uh, a break to the employer. They are. And in fact, if you look at some FOI documents that we got out in the last half year, year, WSIB was cutting back on prescription coverage for injured workers. Uh, They were pushing back against medical coverage. People who are injured deserve to be treated decently. Well, the other side of the equation, I just mentioned Rocco Rossi. He was submitting last hour that uh, really what happened, we had unfunded liabilities to the tune of $14 billion under the McGinty win years, and uh, when Elizabeth Whitmer was put in that role to oversee the file, she's uh, ameliorated all of that, or reconciled it, I guess, and so uh, because the employer had been overpaying. Let me just pivot No, here. Well, they, they weren't. What happened is that people who were badly injured were treated in a way that is unacceptable, and it was their blood and their sweat that was actually used to reduce the cost of that unfunded All right, liability. Let me get to Anthony Fury now on this one. A pro-business uh, initiative here. I guess these two things we're talking about. How do you see it? Yeah, I see that's the direction we definitely have to head in because we want to keep the Canadian economic advantage, whatever one we kind of have left compared to other jurisdictions, keep it strong because we got a lot of problems. We got energy projects not being built. We got the U.S. looking uh, more and more competitive. So we've got to do these things. I think the framing of the question here that freezing the minimum wage at $14 per hour, well, hang on a second. It's not like any government is tied to what the previous government had done. So this is just us saying, oh, by the way, Kathleen Wynne is not premier anymore. That's that's really all that is. Uh, they got the, the 14 in, they're not doing the 15, which was a Kathleen Wynne pledge. So I think it's 
as simple as that. To, to Peter's point about WSIB, I think now that the, the pot is in a better financial position, I think maybe the government could and should look at uh, dealing with some of those issues where perhaps people aren't receiving the services they should now that things are in better shape. And it looks like you can still do uh, that premium cut for now of 30% because the pot is cleaned up. So it, we could ha- maybe have a win-win situation here. All right. Well, Uh, I I, I don't see it at all. Look, I I would just say that this is a government that's tried to brand itself as for the people. This is a premier that ran for the people. Apparently, the people doesn't include the most vulnerable people in this province, people that are working for a minimum wage, trying to put uh, food on the table, trying to pay their monthly bills. Well, what about the small business operator? Well, the small businesses in Ontario play one of the lowest tax rates in North America. They have a lot of advantages that the government provides them, and they're doing well. I, I'm not saying that it's not hard to be a small business well, owner you, in did Canada. Did you see the stats come out in August insofar as the uh, number of part-time jobs that were lost in Ontario? That's a seasonal change, though. Well, I not mean, entirely, like, not yeah, entirely. No, largely, the part-time employment change was seasonal. You know, and yet, I know it's anecdotal, but I heard from reams of people who suggested they had to let people go because they couldn't make uh, ends meet, or at least their employment. Uh, unemployment is at the lowest level it's been in more than 15 years. Well, some people I mean, are the, underemployed. The, the province's economy is in a very strong place, and there are a lot of strong businesses in this province. And so what you're saying is a small business operator can afford $15 an hour. I'm saying that small business operators should be able to afford $15 an hour because the people of this province deserve $15 minimum wage. And John, we had this argument with you last year, frankly. You were saying that if the minimum wage went up, it would be economic apocalypse here in Ontario. Uh The streets would be empty, people would be crying bitter tears, and (laughs) stores would be closed everywhere. (laughs) Well, I am noticing... What is that, an NDP tactic to uh, quote things, uh, make up quotes? You're basically just uh, manufacturing things. I I may be paraphrasing you, John, but Mm. I'm pretty close. Okay. I'm pretty close. No, I think the point stands. Every time the minimum wage goes up, people claim a business owners in particular claim they'll never be able to afford this. In the same way the car industry said, we can never have seatbelts. But Dan, every year the consumer price index goes up, there are inflationary pressures, and you can't do cause and effect directly correlated from a minimum wage going up, but all these things are happening simultaneously. So... You know, you just don't know. I mean, economists have said it's too soon yet to even talk about what happened in the summer, whether it's fully seasonal or whether it is in effect. These things are creeping. And, you know, John, there's a sort of sort of slow inertia where you can never tell what the single variable is. But you better believe raising the minimum wage to 15 or even to 14 will have other pressures on the economy. Some beneficial to people, some probably not so good. But we even saw inflation and increase in prices when the minimum wage wasn't going up, when people were stuck for years. I mean, we had a big fight with well, the right. government over that. We got an increase in wages, then it froze again for a long time. Prices went up. Minimum wage is not driving the higher prices in Ontario. But wait a minute. If if fourteen dollars uh, is still not enough, fifteen dollars may still not be. I know the Center for Policy Alternatives suggested somewhere in the wheelhouse of eighteen dollars sixty-five cents for being appropriate or adequate. You guys support that? Well, I think it's going to have to be higher than fifteen. But I think it. At this point, if we can win 15, it'll make a real difference in people's lives. About 2000 bucks a year. And $2,000 really matters to a lot of people. What about the tax cut that Doug Ford had promoted? Anybody under $30,000 making under thirty grand would not pay any tax. Wouldn't well, my, my understanding is that, in fact, um, you get an awful lot more money by having your minimum wage increased by a buck an hour as opposed to that tax cut. And I think it's a loss. But not if you lose your job. But in fact, let's face it, people are hiring. The economy is doing well. It is not crushed, as was predicted by certain radio commentators. Right. 
I, you know, well, I saw the stats came out in August. You're saying it's seasonal. I, I agree to a certain extent it is. I think also people August are and un- January are underemployed. The well, it's not entirely uh, ascribed to seasonal employment. Yeah, a lot of people have let people go. Uh, manufacturers, small business operators, I hear from yeah, them but on none a of daily those people basis. are paying minimum wage. The point is that those people, most of those are already earning far more than minimum wage. Well, right? some, I mean, some and, are paying minimum wage. And the people wage. in this province who are actually being paid minimum wage deserve a raise. Well, but here's what it it has an escalator effect. So the person who'd been making 17 now wants 20, and the person having made 20, and it goes right on up the line. And also with Bill 148, there are these add-ons and, you know, the payroll taxes and so on and so forth. It tends to uh, really impact the small business operator operating on tight margins. And so if we're going to delve in, don't you think that working people deserve higher wages? But I also I, want to give business people a break because, in effect, they hire people. They're the engine of the economy, and therefore, I think that uh, you've got to really satisfy both ends. Yeah, but now, I think I, that they the receive significant. Is not an outrageous amount. No, of money. and it's certainly not. And I that. think that those small business owners receive significant support from governments of all stripes, uh, municipal, provincial, federal. Doesn't matter the partisanship. Uh, they are very well supported by governments in this country, both in terms of their tax rate and in terms of additional supports that come from governments. So I don't think small businesses are underserved by governments anywhere in this country. And John, if we delve into the micro data as well, we know that a large constituency of the people making minimum wage are not the breadwinners in the household. There are tons of teenagers who are at home living with middle class, upper middle class families, which make up a massive percentage of the middle wage earners. Also, when you delve into the small business earnings, there are many examples of small business owners whose whose profit, whose take home from the owner is smaller than what they're going to be paying some of their employees, depending on whether it's good or bad year. I have a family member who ran a small business and was paying people more than 15, paying people, I think, 18, and was often not making $18 an hour himself. So when you talk about fairness, sometimes this can actually be at the expense of the small business owner as well. But, but at the same time, Anthony, I see a lot of people who are working two jobs, sometimes three jobs, to cobble it all together. They're not living at home with wealthy parents. They're trying to put bread on the table and roof over their heads. And for them... Being shorted 2000 bucks a year is really consequential. People need a decent income. $15 an hour is not the be-all and end-all, but it's better than what people are getting now, and they need it. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, also find out how the panel feels about Doug Ford striking this committee of inquiry into liberal spending, resulting in a $15 billion deficit, far exceeding what had been pronounced by Kathleen Wynne out the door. Uh, and so what ideally will this accomplish if Doug Ford decides to go this route, as he has and uh, announced this uh, earlier in the week? We'll come back. Dan Moulton, Anthony Fury, Peter Tabbins, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You know, with businesses having more money than in their pockets, they can they can help to invest in their companies, greater productivity, safer, better workplaces. The Premier talked a good game about being for the working person. He certainly doesn't seem to be for the working person. 